grandma she would always be like if you have in danger if you have in fear you just call on the blood of jesus you're listening to social misfit what's going on misfits Ooh, this is the monday morning edition coming to you in monday evening because this morning she had to get up yes i'm talking about myself in third person she had to get up after like four hours of sleep and take a shower wash her hair because she doesn't check luggage uh and i was not about to try and smuggle a whole bottle of shea moisture in my vagina so i got up early this morning to wash my hair because I am now in Las Vegas. And then my flight for some reason was six hours. That was like so random. I've never had a flight to LA that took, I mean, to Las Vegas from New York that took six damn hours. And if it sounds like I have echo, it's because I'm in my massive, massive ensuite bathroom. I'm just, I'm just in this room with like two, two sinks, huge mirror, refrigerator, safe i feel like if somebody breaks into your hotel room and they they i don't know if they're gonna be tempted by a safe like i don't think that's i mean i don't think they're gonna be thwarted by a safe i feel like if you break into a hotel room you got equipment to steal a damn safe and it's not even that big you know anyway so much to talk about today i was thinking about it as i was flying here one People were coughing on the plane. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me sit down. Let me sit down on this. So I did not get a face mask because my mother, who I love dearly, was like, Chloe, listen, you can get a face mask if you want to, but if it's coming, it's coming. You know what I mean? Like if you get in it, you get in it. And I like to think that I have a really good immune system and, you know, I take vitamins when I remember Um, which I brought with me here in Vegas because I always come to Vegas. This is like my fourth time coming here. I'm here all week at the comedy cellar at the Rio Hotel and two shows a night, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. every night. I'm here from Monday, which is today, to Sunday. And so every time I come here, I'm like, I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to eat good. I'm going to work out every day in the gym. I'm going to bring my vitamins. The first time I came here, I brought my juicer, legit bought my juicer. Second time, I brought my hula hoop. Third time, I bought my appetite because I was still in the throes of making edits on my book. And I just went to the buffet and got my entire life and smoked as much marijuana as feasibly possible. But you're not supposed to smoke in a hotel. I didn't smoke in a hotel. I smoked in the parking lot. Anyway, so... This time I was like, I'm going to bring my vitamins and I'm going to go to yoga every day because in my attempt to get back on track and like take care of my body, I signed up for um, 30 days of unlimited yoga back home in, in Brooklyn And I was like, well, I do have to do this one week of shows. I'm not going to let that stop my grind. So this time I'm just going to rent a car, which I did rent a car so I can zip zip zoop around the strip and I'm going to go to yoga. And I've taken this yoga class. There's a yoga studio. I've been here before. It was really cool. It was a different type of yoga and it was definitely intense. So I'm looking forward to that. But I like to take care of myself or think that I take care of myself because you know it's mind over matter like if you feel shitty you're gonna end up being shitty 
So if I'm like my body's my temple and it's in good state, then hopefully that will don't quote me on this. I'm hungry right now as I'm having this conversation because the first thing I did was I had to stand in line at this third rate uh, car rental place because I was being cheap. It was only $14 a day. But when it's $14 a day, that means you got to stand in line for like 45 minutes to an hour to get your car because everybody got their $14, not 40, $14 a day car. So that took up dumb long time. And then I had to go to, I had to find a hair care place because I forgot my crochet um, needle at home, hair crochet, not like knitting crochet. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a big difference. It's really like a latch hook that you do when you're doing like, um, not needlepoint, but like there's a other thing that people do with you just like latch hook. I don't know what it's called in crafting, but black women was like, oh, I should try this for my hair. And so we just called it a crochet hook. So I left my crochet hook at home because I was like, since I washed my hair this morning, I'm going to braid my hair up. But I had tried, if you've never followed me on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, maybe like two, I was like, oh, I'm going to sit home and braid my hair. And I wanted to try passion twist, but I quickly learned that passion twist will not work on my hair. So my friend Amina Imani, another comedian, she was like, Chloe, just braid your hair up and then just crochet a passion twist song because passion twists are really loose and your hair ends up coming out of them anyway. And it's not really as protective as people think it is. So that's my mission this week. So I packed six and a half packs of hair with me and I realized on the plane that I did not have my crochet hook so that's would be my uh do-it-yourself project tomorrow so I'm on a plane thinking about how I'm gonna get my whole entire life together this week I'm gonna be doing my yoga I got my vitamins my holistic vitamins my my bladder rack or whatever it's called bladder rack and and um chlorophyll sea moss and bladder rack and iron and I got you know Make some aloe vera plant with me. I'm going to be, you know, get my life together. And as I'm sitting on the plane, I'm realizing motherfuckers is coughing. But they're not coughing like, is And it got really bad as we was getting ready to land to the point where I was like, open the motherfucking door and let me out. Like, people are just not courteous. Like, if you know you're coughing like that, like hacking coughing, like carry mints with you carry a lozenger, have a bottle of water, cover your fucking mouth, be like, st- like, stop, stop. But you know what? I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. So I'll be fine. I thought about that today. Um, the blood of Jesus. I thought about that today because I was watching it chapter two on the in-flight entertainment. Shout out to Delta for having really good movies. They basically had like every movie that was nominated by the Oscars. They had Parasite, which I'm going to get to in a little bit. Um, They had a bunch of other stuff that like just came out on there, like movie watch. So that was pretty dope. So I decided to watch um, it chapter two, partially because it was daylight out and I couldn't be but so scared on a plane. Like, I, even if I was scared, I had to, like, buck up and be courageous because there's, like, a shit ton of people around me. But I ended up laughing at, like, a lot of the scary scenes because it just was funny. I don't know how it played in the theater, like, in the dark, but, like, it was just, like, funny to me. Anyway, so I always just thought about, while I'm watching a movie, how there's only one black guy. I think his name is Henry. And, of course, he's the one that stayed back home in the town and lived above the library. Like, let's not get into him being a whole bum. 
everybody else, movie directors and fashion stylists and uh, risk management people. And this this dude is uh, living above the library and, and engaging with the indigenous people to figure out how to kill it. I, I can't get into storylines, okay? But anyway, so thankfully he lives to the end. And I just remember like, there was a couple scenes where they were like face to face with the big monster, the big clown. And I just remember being a kid and my grandmother and my mother, I think, but definitely my grandmother who saved Sanctified Field with the Holy Ghost. Shout out to uh, grandma. She would always be like, if you have in danger, if you have in fear, you just call on the blood of Jesus. And this was, it was so funny because in the movie, there was a scene where one of the characters was just like swimming in blood. And I was like, that's when she should have been like, yo, make this blood the blood of Jesus and float me to safety. And I thought about that. Like, how funny would it be? Like, there's like a horror scene and like the black person is like facing the predator and they just be like, in the blood of Jesus. And they just get their head chopped off. I mean, it's funny. It was funny to me in a moment. And no, I'm not high. But I just thought about that. I thought that was like a good a good twist on a horror movie trope to call in the blood of Jesus. Didn't Spike Lee have a movie something with blood of Jesus and it was like the worst movie ever? I digress. So I get to Vegas and I'm looking at my timeline on Twitter because like I said, I was standing and waiting for my car rental for damn near an hour. And everybody was talking about Parasite because Parasite just won for um I don't want to say record breaking. I hate the fact that in 2020, we still have to say like the first time ever record breaking the first, you know, first um, foreign language film to win best movie of the year. First South Korean. Like, I hate the fact that we still have to say first. Um, But they won the film won four awards. And I didn't even realize that I had seen this director before because I watched Snowpiercer. Shout out to Tilda Swinton. She is an amazing actress. Like, get into her resume because her character in Snowpiercer is hilarious and also you want to punch her in the face like she's an incredible actress and she always transforms how she looks in every single film but yes that's Tilda Swinton as like the first you know antagonist and Chris Evans I think that was post first Captain America yeah so this was like his non like first non-marvel captain america movie like since he blew up also shout out to um chris evans because i know you like i know you like sisters and there's a really cute video of him hollering at a black woman in the parking lot let out and he definitely has a lot of swagger to him so chris be your true self and find your black queen because i believe there's a direct correlation between white celebrities men who really want to be with black women and then later in life they end up like self-imploding because they can't live their true uh interracial love jungle fever self shout out to brad pitt and justin Timberlake. so i've seen um i don't say boom jung what's his name the director of parasite don't get me to looking up people right now i can't i'm hungry and i want to get this podcast done because i'm trying to keep my word to myself so you know the director of motherfucking parasite him and he has other works that were really good he did mother and a couple other films some of them are in korean and some of them are in english but he's a great director and also like especially South Korean filmmakers, they are on a whole nother level, a 
whole nother level. Um, I think there's another movie I watched that was like super bizarre. I think it was called The Handmaiden. Not Handmaiden's, not Handmaid's Tale, but it was like The Handmaiden, like fucking Looney Tune bonkers. But anyway, and they always look, the films are always beautiful. The details are always exquisite. So people are talking about Parasite. Now, here is my confession. It's not really a confession because I've already said it on my Twitter feed. But I have not finished watching the movie. I started watching it. Don't ask me how. Um, let's just say I, I get screeners because I'm a part of the Screen Actors Guild. Let me let's just say that's how I procured the movie. So I'm watching the movie and it's it's good. It is it's good. I'm I'm intrigued, but then it got to the point like really like maybe like two thirds into it where it was just dragging for me. I'm not going to say where, but it was just dragging for me. And I was like, okay, like I, I started out like really sympathizing with the poor family. And then they started like doing too much because they wasn't staying in their lane. It's like, if you're going to do a con, do the con correctly. And I think that's another lesson, even though nobody want to talk about it. Cause really the focus of the film is like class warfare and capitalism, which is both very valid themes and themes that are also in this director's other films. If you watch them, especially Snowpiercer is very visible in Snowpiercer because all the pe- all the poor people live in the back of the train and like squalor and all the rich people live in front of the train anyway. But I think that when it came to the movie, it was like, y'all messing up your con. Your whole con was to get over on this family. And now y'all getting too comfortable and you getting lazy and you getting lax and you getting sloppy. It's like, if you go on scam, scam highly. Okay. Scam highly. Make that scam high. High quality scam day in and day out. But they was getting sloppy. And that annoyed me because they was doing too much. And and it was just dragging a little bit. And then I just was like, I'm done. I'm finished. I'm done. I'm fin- I'll I'll come back to it. And I stopped it. And I literally stopped it like right before the shit hits the fan. But me being the type of person that I am, I just went on Wikipedia and looked up to see the rest of the movie. Like I read it and I was like, oh, okay, I got it. I feel, I feel what it's about. And so I don't feel like I need to watch it, but I will watch it because people's like, no, you have to see it even though I know what's going to happen. And people are really starting to have conversations about like the importance of diverse storytellers, which I agree with a hundred percent. And also with hopefully, I mean, I mean, it's about capitalism for sure, but I think it's interesting to have the discussion with people who you know, respect, or just are inquisitive about their takeaway. Because I think depending on your social outlook when it comes to finances or your own personal wealth wealth or a level of comfort, you're more likely to sympathize with one one family over the other. And I just thought it was very interesting that some people are freaking out like, well, why did this movie win? It's like, because we are in a time period where people need to appear as though they give a fuck publicly because they know that the tide is turning and they don't want to get lost in the sauce. So even if they didn't really love the movie, the fact that everybody was talking about the movie, like that's how, that's how Hollywood is. Like Hollywood never wants to look like they don't know what the fuck is going on. Unless it has to do with black people and people of color, then they don't know what the fuck is going on. Like at all. 
Um, but if it's like a national, like an international conversation, Hollywood's like, yeah, yeah, me too, me too. It's like, like if Hollywood was a person, Hollywood is a person that comes to the party and like goes around from circle to circle just so they can interject. Like they know what the fuck is going on, but they don't really know what's going on. They just want everybody to see them work in a room. That's Hollywood. Um, so I thought the conversation about around parasite were very interesting. And also... I'm trying to think, what did I talk about last week? Because so much has happened in this past week, and I just want to make sure that I don't repeat myself. Um, so if you don't know, before I was a comedian, I was a journalist. And over the past week, all of the things that transpired with Gail King, um, her asking Lisa Leslie questions about Kobe Bryant and Snoop Dogg coming for her neck and ca- calling her all out of her name, definitely irritated my spirit because one is just proven to me that people do not know how journalism works and it is not the journalist's job to be considerate of the public's feelings when they're trying to attain information and so in that situation Gail King was interviewing Lisa Leslie who is a close friend of Kobe Bryant and she was asking for her insight about Kobe Bryant's legacy and if his past transgressions will impact his legacy and clearly the answer is no if you felt that if you feel that he's a predator you're gonna feel that he's a predator regardless of his passing so you was already thinking that but I think the majority of people have gotten past that or whatever it is and I had a really interesting set last week it was like the fresh off of people, you know, getting in their feelings and, and a lot of then the conversation shifted to like, well, black men don't support black women. And that's a whole nother conversation. I probably should enlist Yamanika Saunders for that because that's her favorite topic. Uh, no shade, but shade. I love her dearly, but she knows what it is. And she doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. So if one of y'all tell her, I know they just snitched and I'm gonna come for y'all. And, <laughs> and, And I think that I don't, I really don't know why it's still an issue within the black community about airing people out in front of mixed company. Like, I just don't understand why that is such a dividing issue when it comes to, well, I know this person may have done some fucked up shit, but you shouldn't criticize them in front of white people because they love seeing us fight. And it's like, do white people love seeing us fight? Uh, like, I don't understand how a group of people, I'm saying white people here, theoretically, like a group of people who don't know who we are when it comes to like, m- like major things, like not major things, like the majority of things, that majority of things that transpire in the black experience, white people do not know about. Unless it's like, you know, crossed over into pop culture or headline news. But majority of the stuff that happens in the black community, white people don't know about, especially even even with celebrities. So now if you feel like they don't know about us and they don't acknowledge us, whether it be even nominating us for Oscars or Grammys or any other accolade that they hold near and dear to their heart, if they don't know us, if they don't see us and they don't respect us so they don't care to follow our artistry or our contributions on one hand then how on the other hand do you feel like they sitting there with a popcorn with no seasoning on it looking at us fight amongst ourselves I'm just confused I mean that's a that's a honest question that I have I really want somebody to 
maybe give me some insight on that because I don't I don't follow I don't follow it and also the other the other the other sentiment is that black women namely Gail King and Oprah are working with white the white society to take down a black man and who the fuck is letting Bill Cosby tweet from prison what in the world who is who who traded jello shots with him so he can get some twitter time oh i mean the mighty have fallen i can't i just i mean i just cannot i cannot on to something more um cheerful i try to catch a wave today i try to jump in on like this little twitter thing that's happening where it's like these five tv shows like if you want to if you want to know me then these five tv shows will help you know who i am and i had a really hard time trying to figure out my five tv shows because one i don't retain that information anymore like i can't i cannot just rattle off shows off the top of my head there's so much more information i've had to amass especially since we're in the throes of a political campaign. There's so many things that I read on a daily basis. I'm looking at the coronavirus. I'm looking at uh, Bernie Sanders and and Warren beefing with each other. I'm looking at Mayor Pete showing his ass and not saying nothing. Uh, shout out to SNL for trending uh, white Obama. And when I had to sit here and think about five TV shows over the course of my life that will give you a good representation of my personality. I was stumped. The only ones that I came up with were, ooh, but now I'm thinking about it. The only ones I came up with originally were Living Single, which I just finished watching on Hulu. I highly recommend it to everybody. And Fringe. Now, Fringe, not Friends, Fringe, F-R-I-N-G-E, was a 100 episode series that ran on Fox and it was about sci-fi parallel universes and that was my jam okay it was my jam I didn't watch it when it was on television in, in its first run I found it on Netflix before Netflix became inundated with like a bunch of other shit but um, a couple years ago, I just watched it and I watched it like over a week. I was glued to that television and it represents everything that I love about conspiracy theories. I do believe that there are parallel universes and other planes of existence. And I would love to be able to look through a mirror and see what the other Chloe's are doing. Like for sure. Wouldn't you? I know I've talked about this before. I would love to know what other Chloe is doing. I would absolutely love to know. I'm sure there's a Chloe out there that's married with a bunch of kids. I'm sure there's a Chloe out there that's like a lawyer. There's definitely a Chloe out there that's a, a criminal. Like, I always think about being a criminal. Like, like when I talked about that poor family and Parasite fucking up their con, like, if I was a criminal, my con game would be top-notch. top notch but the only downside to like me trying to be a con artist is that I'm so fucking big like I think about that like I think the reason why you have like all of these spy movies like James Bond right James Bond is a white man who can pass in and out 
even though everybody seems to know who he is, like he's always getting spotted and then confronted and driving off and being chased and beaten up. I mean, they always find out who he is. So he's not that good of a spy when you come to think about it. Like not one movie has gone by where nobody fucking detected him. So James Bond is probably the worst spy in cinema history. Um, but I digress. Either way, he is always played by a white man who can weave in and out unchecked. Um, definitely notice, but unchecked. There's a difference. That's the big difference is that when you're a spy, your privilege, namely as like a white person, is that you can walk into a, a, a market in Madagascar and nobody says boo they be like oh there's a white man they don't even be like yo what are you doing here they be like oh white man's walking through here and they just keep going about their trades but if I me a six foot one black woman walked into a Sears in Oklahoma they be like what is this bitch doing in here police come get her so I think that will be the reason why I couldn't be like a for real, like undetected person because I get spotted everywhere. I get spotted everywhere. And the worst part about it is like when they be trying to give a description of me, you know, it's going to be all stereotypes. And then they're going to be pull over every black woman in a 200 mile radius stopping everybody. And I don't want to do that to my sisters. I don't want them to be harassed by the authorities because I'm trying to get the secret plans for an illegal uh, weapons trade that's happening in Star Island in Miami. But I would try. So maybe I couldn't be a spy or a con person. Maybe I would just have to be like a hacker. Did I tell you, did y'all know that I used to major in computer science in high school? I was really good at it too. I, I definitely could have went far. I think about that all the time when we talk, when we talk about hackers, I was like, man, if I had just, who, if I had just kept it up, if I had just followed through with my C++, I could have been out here just tearing shit up. I don't know how to do any of that now, please. Um, and I say, if you're listening to this, I don't know how to do anything. I barely have figured out all of the functions of my new um, iPhone. So um, I'm of no use, no use. Um, there's so much more stuff that I, I know that I wanted to talk about, but I'm really hungry right now. But I just wanted to say hi to everybody. Um, make sure that you're doing okay. It is still Black History Month. Do something loud and proud. Um Take care of yourselves. Make sure you get in, you know, your fluids. And, and if you have a cough coming on, don't try to be a brave soldier. Take care of yourself. Address that. If you have health insurance, go. If you don't have health insurance, go to one of those urgent care places anyway and give um, a fake name or number or go to the emergency room and, you know, I don't know, go on the dark web and get a social security number whatever. But take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And do the things that, you know, bring you a little bit of joy. I'm going to check back in later this week since I'm in Vegas. I'm going to do another episode because, I mean, I'm in a casino. So there's only but so much I can do. And I really don't gamble like that. Um, so I'm probably going to check in later this week with, with another episode. And um, let me know what your thoughts were on Parasite. Let me know what your thoughts on on whether or not I could be a spy. And, you know, just keep the love out there, ladies and gentlemen. I will talk to you soon.